this. Welcome to Zed Run, episode of the Zed Run Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going straight to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and save, receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app now. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And we're brought to you by the SGBN app. And we're giving away $500 on our NFL Drafts Props Contest. Go over to the Sports Gambling Podcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app. And welcome, everybody, to the first episode here of the Zed Run Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Bowser. Yes, and I'm with my co-host. Um, let's, let's start uh, furthest away from me. All the way from the UK, we got our man, Malcolm Bamford. Mal, how you doing, buddy? Good afternoon. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Uh, I am, yeah, up on the northeast coast of England in Newcastle. Um, so I'm right in the middle of my Saturday afternoon degeneracy already. I've had the horse racing on. I'm currently watching Man City Liverpool in the FA Cup semi-final, uh, and then got the baseball and stuff in a couple of hours. But yeah, looking forward to um, talking some Zedron because I am so far out my depth, Scott. It is unbelievable. <laughs> uh, but you're gonna you're gonna drag me to shore, I believe. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a great way of putting it. And our other <laughs> the, the third leg of the tripod, we got our man all the way from Arkansas. We got. Chase, the Wolf of Oakland Sessoms. How you doing, Chase? I'm good. Some people might call Arkansas the Newcastle of the United States. Just fun <laughs> fact. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, my day of degeneracy has has yet to begin, so I, I'm I'm ready to jump in head first right now and ready to talk some. I'm always talking real ponies. I'm ready to talk some digital ponies, man. I'm pretty pumped about this. Hell yeah! So like basically, and um, I'm coming from Vegas. So for people that don't know, I live in uh, Las Vegas. So. If any Zed heads out there or ever in Vegas or anybody doing like Zed meetups, let me know. I'm always down for stuff like that. Um, yeah, so like you guys are actually like actual track handicappers. Like I've, I mean, I've played the horses for about 30 years now since I was about 13. And but like I've, I'm not like you guys send me like actual sheets that have like thought out winners that I've won with consistently. So like. Uh, it's more like thought out speculations about winners, I think would be the best way to put it. I speculate <laughs> who a winner might be. Um, and sometimes it comes to proof. I mean, and that's why oh, I like how you do it with your plays where you color code them with the green, yellow, red, like, you know, your confidence level with it. Uh, it was funny. Um, during March Madness, Kramer and I were in the sports book and we were doing the your green picks for that day while we were just kind of in between the basketball games. And, uh, our buddy was there, Dick Olson, and he kind of like makes a big deal. He's like, 
what do you guys like? And we're like, oh, we're betting on this race right now. And he's like, runs to the window, puts 200 bucks on it. Then he yells at it, calls his buddy who's up in his room, tells him to come down and put big money on this race with them. So this guy comes down. Now we're all sitting there like, oh, holy shit. You know, Kramer and I are just putting like five bucks each to kill some time. And these guys come down and start playing for huge money. The dude, the other dude immediately took out like a 30, uh, like we it didn't come in uh kind of got nipped at the last second and uh dude, the guy immediately sat down at a blackjack table right there took out like a twenty thirty thousand dollar marker and just fucking started playing like on with with the house's money but not in a good way <laughs> oof <laughs> that makes me my heart just leapt when i heard that someone just bet that much on one of my picks like i expect everybody to bet five dollars maximum usually but yeah i guess those people are out there god you know, bless them you know and he's not these guys have no idea who you are and aren't associating it with you at all so <laughs> i guess that's a good like they associated yeah. it with me and kramer and not you so Right now, I'm pretty glad I don't leave the house that often because I feel like people might be looking for me. <laughs> but yeah, so okay, for people listening, uh, let's kind of get into it. Um, this is a Zed Run ga- show. Uh, for those not familiar with the Zed Run or for those very familiar with Zed Run, our plan here is to kind of onboard people, walk them through. So if you know nothing about it, this is a great place to start. For those of you that have been in the game for a while and are experts, let us give us a, like a little a few episodes to catch up with uh, our the knowledge for the uh, our general audience, and we'll kind of uh, all ride the ship together down the stretch. I feel like a this is a good way of doing it. I think you know they need to get Zed uh, chair uh, harness races. Now I just realized that'd be a lot of fun. But <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, I I just that that's completely off topic. But uh, all right. So what is Zed Run? Zed is an NFT digital horse race game based on the blockchain where people can bet or not so much bet, but like we put up entry fees for Ethereum or enter free tournaments and there's prize pools for the winners. I think that's the most basic way of putting it. Um, but Zed like really kind of has become more than that from what I immediately, I was just telling you guys before we started how it's a really cool community and, just a little bit of my background. I did stand up for 10 years and like in like two days since I started the Twitter page for the Zed show, I've gotten more support and like response from a community quicker than I got 10 years into comedy, which is very impressive. I mean, I mean, probably not. I mean, also social media was pretty new when I started comedy. I'm not going to lie. Like, like engagement was just at a, People were just happy to be there. They weren't. They weren't yeah. going for blood yet. Yeah, okay. you know, it was just there wasn't a lot of engagement going on or anything like that. But anyway, uh, so Zed, like, and here's the thing: what I think makes Zed cool right now is there's been a lot of people that have talked a big game about a lot of these different types of NFT, uh, metaverse type of games, but they're the ones that have actually delivered. Like there's there's a product right now that we can use and yes it has its quirks people have their complaints all the time but at the end of the day you can buy a horse and you can race your horse pretty easily so i mean like like, there's one that sounds pretty cool called red village it's like supposed to be like a like i don't know like a high fantasy like gladiator game so you have like wizards and paladins and warriors fighting each other and that sounds like a lot of fun. And I, I could see that being a huge thing 
especially with like Pokemon and the success of like Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like they're not executing the game plan. They're not, there's not like the game's not as cool, like as in depth as Zed already is. So I think that's really cool. One thing Zed has going for it. So like, all right, let's, uh, and then, but like, it's all based on crypto. So what is crypto? Malcolm, do you want to explain? Do you have that call? Do you have, do you have the prompt, prompt pulled up for us? I'm going to caveat everything I say in this episode. Um, so even you two boys don't know this, just how incompetent I am uh, It's stuff like this. I do the MLB Gambling Podcast. Some of the boys over there, Moon, Af, Ryan, and Sean, I am a constant headache. Asking them to do the simplest of tasks for me uh, involving anything technical. However, to answer your question, Scott, uh, is cryptocurrency a digital currency? I'm not reading this. A digital currency in which transactions are verified and, record, and, and records maintained by a decentralized system using cryptography rather than rather than by a centralized authority. So that to me says um, it's not a centralized currency. So it's not involved in a bank or a government organization, something centralized. It's just a, I, I wrote down, what did I write down here? Um, it's like a, you see, I'm running out of words already. Yeah, so it's <laughs> no, no, on. no. It's, you, you nailed it, dude. Does that you make nailed sense? it. Yeah. Did I use? Did I get some of the correct words in there? I think you. I know you absolutely nailed it from from what I know at least. And like basically, what he's saying is, um, like instead of having like a like a, here in the U.S. where we have the Federal Reserve, you know, like cryptocurrency is just like an overall like. Uh, like decentralized things. So it's not like some, like one group, like technically we all are part of this network and community of crypto users, depending on the token and whatnot. No, but you nailed it, dude. And you know what? That's exactly why we have you on the show is because if you can figure I out how to set up a like stable. Idiot's and yeah. I, am, I am playing the part of the idiot, which is absolutely fine with me. You know, but you know, you're horse racing and it's like people in yours position that know the game, of real world horse racing if you could start applying that to figuring out how to do the sex stuff so no you did fantastic buddy i'm proud of you um <laughs> but so but crypto also powers nfts so chase what is an nft do we have that ready for us ass no okay all right here we go uh they're cryptographic assets on a blockchain with unique identification codes and metadata that distinguish them from each other. Unlike cryptocurrencies, that can, uh, I, I even messed up my paste here. Oh, well, here we go. Uh, they, they're non-fungible tokens. Uh, they, uh, they can, uh, oh man. I okay. Now all up. we could go off for days about how those stupid, like I, I'm not, I don't understand like the board yacht ape yeah. stuff. I don't get that at all. We're not even going to try and like for those of you out there in the NFT world that are into that. Good for you. I'm glad you guys have. I don't get it. Uh, I first got introduced to what NFTs were through Top Shots, NBA Top Shots, when Sean Ryan and uh, McKee and uh, all the guys from the Sports Gambling Podcast started getting into it. And then I was like, oh, that seems kind of cool. It's like a digital trading card, so to speak. And then when I saw these horses, I was like, oh, I want in on that. So like. I first discovered this Zed run thing about a year ago. So, I, 
you asked me to do this this pre-work and come up with definitions and everything and i managed to paste it to paste the definition inside of a definition giving me just one ugly mashup definition of what was happening <laughs> no i mean i feel like a real asshole <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, my NFT definition was better than my crypto one, so I'm going to crack on with mine here. So, if I'm not mistaken, okay, um, what, what the are... NF, it's, an NFT is built in the same way as crypto, but it's got a unique digital signature. So you can have exclusive ownership, yeah. right? So there's only one thing. So it's built the same way. It's in this, it's in this decentralized, this public ledger. But it's a unique thing. Artists use it. Musicians can use it. Yeah, like um, we can all go up and look yeah, up every transaction number. Thing, yeah, yeah, like yeah. So it's got a unique, di a unique digital signature, meaning say we can exclusively, or a person can exclusively own something. Well, that's what gives it its value. It's like a piece of art or a song, etc. And moving along this boring jargon for people that are like, I, I came to hear about. Poor digital horses fucking fucking each other <laughs> and we'll get we'll get there guys trust me we will 100 get there but that ba it basically you're basically describing what is blockchain which blockchain technology is all this code all these things that are put together like literally like think of it like these all this code creating these little blocks and then those blocks linking up and forming a huge chain where it's like you might be able to like a hacker might be able to get one of those blocks of code right but getting like a chain of them is like nearly impossible. So I think that kind of answers the next thing of what is a blockchain. And then now we go into what is Web3, which this is all kind of in the Web3 universe. Uh, honestly, I don't have like a great definition for this right now but what i it's like the the plot of the last two seasons of silicon valley i think <laughs> it's like a, it's a new internet it, dude that's yeah. exactly what it is i think you that's bing 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 i, I think we got a winner there because uh i i think of it like okay web one and i've heard this is how i've heard it described and this is how it's been made the most sense to me and so whoever's definition this is i can't remember but thank you for putting this into the ether and allowing it to soak into my conscience. Uh, but basically, like, Web 1 was basically, like, just 2D, uh, maybe a little bit of moving graphic or video embedded, but just 2D websites for a dude, like, like Rotten.com, I think is a great example <laughs> of Web 1. Someone made a website with a bunch of horrible imagery, and we can type into it and look at it. And that's basically all it was. There wasn't anything more depth than that. And then web two came along, which you have social media. So instead of all these webmasters making these web pages everywhere, we're now helping make the content ourselves by, po by being able to log in and have our own accounts, our own pages and post on social media and stuff like that. And just the idea of we all now log in and are members on sites basically. So web three now, the way I see it is it's like this whole, the metaverse, it's like we're, our future web activity, instead of logging in with our emails, we're logging in with like our wallets where it's all encrypted on the blockchain. It's super secure. We're way less likely to get hacked, yada, yada, yada. If that makes any sense there. Yeah. It's, you know, signing up for, for MetaMask that you need for Zed. Like it, it's cool that they, they have like a 12 word recovery, yeah. you know, sequence that you have to be able to pop. And I forgot my password earlier and I had to pop it pop in those 12 words so i'm glad that i actually wrote those down somewhere dude one time i the thing got jammed up and i had to delete my wallet and reset it but i have the recovery phase so that so it 100 came back no problem you don't lose anything 
So it's it's really cool the way, and you, I see the potential for where this could all go, where like, you know, like just for gaming and I mean like this is this is basically a video game. So it's like for gaming and stuff like this, having these wallets where it's like, I can be playing against some kid in Singapore and we're just exchanging these tokens back and forth and all this stuff like like playing for like this could get really cool really quick like yeah. One thing I've learned about, uh, you know, digital games is uh, there's always a 12 year old kid in Singapore who can beat me. At, at it. <laughs> it doesn't matter the sport or game. <laughs> All right. So um, that gives us uh, time here now to go to our uh, sponsor, uh, WinBet. Uh, make sure to get down on the WinBets $10 to win $200 promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to 1000 And you know what, guys? I live in Vegas. Uh, having access to a casino is the greatest thing on the planet. You know, like, I, I might, I think after this, I might just head over to watch the USFL game tonight at a casino because I am a real degenerate. And you know what one of the casinos I might do is, is the win. But if you can't go there, you can go over to WinBet. And uh, of course, don't, one of the really cool things they have is their same game parlays. You guys, have, have you guys used this yet for uh, basketball or anything like that, or baseball? Not yet. WinBet's not available in the state yet, but hopefully soon. Oh, see, because like I think the uh, oh yeah, and, and you're in the UK, Malcolm. So <laughs> yeah, I do. I I look enviably. I always check out the lines uh, when I'm when I'm baseball handicapping. I think, uh, and then I find a good line. I can never get down on it, so I just have to alert somebody else to the fact. Uh, so just, yeah, envy, envy is how I look at the WinBet website. Yeah, the it's build. Always, uh, it's always razor sharp with the lines. All right, yeah, th there is so much to choose from over there, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Okay, now I got to do the legal part. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or over and present in the state where played through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Yeah, right. That that dude that that stresses me out, man. <laughs> that stresses me out. But you know what? It's because it's a hectic time can, of year. Can I just ask Scott. Did, and between did weddings, you put the, yeah, right on the between weddings, graduation, spring sports, and more, we're busier than ever, Malcolm. So this season, let's take a minute to enjoy an ice cold Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> after an ad read like that i want nothing more than an ice cold cordless light i just want to settle down and, and you know enjoy enjoy what i got to enjoy uh you know it's uh hey i drink a lot of cordless light i i normally didn't drink cordless light but now i've turned into a a large whale of a man and not a whale like in a good gambling way like a whale is in like a character from moby dick so uh yeah we're out we're, we're drinking coors lights over here even though it's early in the morning my time because i'm an alcoholic no 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 no. i shouldn't say that in a in a thing like this but uh you know there's ever only been one out there that's beer out there that's made to chill and that's coors light the way you always know when it's time to chill okay and now i gotta do like the real part of it uh when I need to take a second for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Uh, 
celebrate resp- I need to make sure to include celebrate responsibly in Coors Com- Brewing Company Gold Golden Colorado. I did that. Okay. All right, we're back. <laughs> that was quite quite a wild ride, fellas. Like, I, and you know what? That minute goes. I that was supposed to be a minute each. I, I kind of stretched it out. I still get the hang of those, uh, and I got a couple more to do. Another fifteen or so, but yeah. All right, you um, have to chop that one up a lot, there, Swiss Beats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, I I read all the highlighted stuff, and I added my flair in the way there that they go. want me to and so you know i'll get better at these the first episode i'll get better at these as time goes on get, getting in your 15 pieces of flair i like it yeah <laughs> all right but let's get into the history of zed because do you guys want to know how zed actually started i think this is fucking awesome um this the guy who started zed i can't i don't have his name off the top of my head right now and it doesn't really matter because he saw this game called crypto kittens and it was online kittens you can buy and breed and just have little kittens that people had. And he was like, wait, you can have like digital animals like that. Should have like hor- digital horses that you could actually like race. <laughs> like, Oh God. Oh fuck. I just realized I haven't fed my giga pet in 23 years. <laughs> you said kitten and immediately I was like, where is he? Oh no, my God. No, he's at, he's, he's at a digital farm in the metaverse. <laughs> he crossed the digital rainbow bridge. Yeah. He's, he's walked through the digital valley of death, which is, <laughs> which is the backdrop for our Twitter profile that you can find at Zed podcast. I can't believe that was available. So yeah, like there you go. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I got that plug in there. But yeah, so it was a kitten game, and this guy was like, all right, all right, we should have it be horses that we can breed and race and do all do all the same kind of stuff. But so and here's why I, I really bring this up, because the game has evolved now, and they've used different code. But I think fundamentally, if we're going to like try and crack the master, like the master, like this is really kind of a lock and key game where they don't they only give you so much info about it, and it's up to us to discover how it works and the quirks of it but i think if we study these kittens i think there's something to the breeding and the genetic algorithm i doubt they changed the code too much okay and we could see how those played out over multiple generations and get a feel of it because they've been around longer okay (laughs) it's a little i don't know that's a little insane but i kind of want to do an episode on this one day where we do a deep dive into crypto kittens and see <laughs> like and see if the like the the math kind of works the same because obviously they're not you're not racing these kittens i i, I think they need why to get no, why not yeah <laughs> that feels like the tripping point right there that they never raced the kittens yeah kid races would be <laughs> awesome dude like i would watch <laughs> i mean there's digital greyhounds you know already so like i I, but yeah so um but i do think there's something to say like because like there's only so many like guys that are going to be writing these type of codes for the most part and so they're all pretty much going to be following the same blueprint at a certain point so i do think you think everyone's going to have their own like signature and flair in the code is what you're telling me perhaps like i mean like um but like like so zed did you when it first started the z1 nakamoto's genesis is which we'll get into like especially next week episode but um 
that's like the highest end horse it can possibly be. Z, like the lower the Z number, but like the evolution of Zed has gone from like these $30 Z1 Nakamoto's that were going for like $30 to I believe a Z2 just sold for like $150,000 US. Like, Whoa. So it, it's insane how much like these, like, like, like how, how much the game's grown and just like listening to a lot of the other podcasts that I've listened to, shout out to like Zed Gazette, Zed Insights, Zed Guru, especially like he was really cool. Reached out to me on Twitter. Um, but like, like basically like dude, like, like a year or so ago, there was only a couple hundred people in their discord server and it was just like a handful of people. It was a really tight knit community. And now there's like just thousands and thousands and thousands of people in it. Like it's just like insanity and like you can't even go through like so it's like the game's growing really really fast especially in australia u.s canada uk it seems to have a it, se it seems to be connecting in these spots really well which so shout out to any uh listeners we have in any of those places um hopefully we are not embarrassing ourselves about this but <laughs> but like so like but I think the evolution is interesting because uh, a big like uh, well I'll get into like some of these changes that have already happened and a big one is the removal of odds. So there used to be each race when Sean and Kramer first bought their horse and I first started following this, each horse was presented with odds, and you kind of knew like right away if your horse was consistently drawing like thirty to one odds, he sucks, like or she sucks, you know like they're they're not any good. Whereas if a horse horse is drawing like four to one, you have a fucking straight beast like that thing's gonna win consistently and horses in that like eight to 15 to one range probably there might be something there you know depending it it could be based on the level of competition you know who quite knows more and more like they just changed the racing algorithm a few months ago and then they just changed the breeding algorithm recently so but the stuff that was applied before is still in place now so like if your horse was bred be before these changes that code's still the same, but afterwards it's affected it more. So newer breeded horses are, uh, you can kind of like take two sprinters together and make another sprinter. Whereas before two sprinters could just create a distance runner. Like you never knew what, how it was gonna go down, but it's supposed to be like a little bit more specific, specific now, if that makes sense. Okay. So like, like, so you can be a little bit more deliberate with how you're breeding and everything when you take yeah. out the randomness. There's there's much more strategy to it now, apparently. And like I've, okay. I, I've only breeded once, and that was before the change. So the next breed we it's going to be live on the show where we're going to be getting some horses for you guys in the next mm -hmm. couple of weeks, and we'll be breeding them and stuff. So we'll see how that works out. And ideally, yeah, we're going to try and figure it out. Like, are we going to get two? Try and get two distance runners, and and make another distance runner. Are we going to try and like get a distance runner and maybe a middle range runner and take our chances and see if it flips on like one side of the coin or whatever, you know, like, uh, it, it could go either way there. So, um, but the cool thing is, uh, we have, uh, um, uh, I did that, that thing threw me off. Cause I, I totally thought I set up this new account for, <laughs> but see, um, so it's like the game's already evolved. And I think like a lot of the original players have kind of sold themselves out because like the edges they had with the odds and stuff like that have disappeared.
But I think it's opened it up and there's a lot more going on in terms of like a level playing field. And a good example is some of these like third party tournaments that have been running lately where it's like Z21 and overs only. So it's like people that have cheaper lower end horses now have a place to go and compete against each other. So like real horse racing, there's now an element of class. Yeah, and where... there there is a class system on here, and I'll, I'll and from what I understand is the class system was designed when there was twenty thousand horses or whatever in in place in the game, and then it got swamped to like two hundred thousand when they opened up the breeding real quick, and when you do that, like obviously it's like it, it's like. like they're, they're, right now, there's six classes and then a, what's called a discovery class. So each horse for their first 10 races, races in the discovery class. And then you get your points and then they're assigned one of the six classes from there. And so, but there probably honestly should be like 20 classes in this. You know, so you can get down to the lowest level horses. And like I think my, for me and, and even probably Chase, the the more it becomes like real horse racing. It's all, it's great to look at straight away. I was absolutely intrigued and taken by it. But they've added more and more bits in things like a different class. So you could have in real horses and you could have the worst horse out there, but there'll be a race for it. It might be on a, a Tuesday afternoon at the smallest track in the country, but there'll be a race for it. You can get it competitive. You don't have to run it on a Saturday afternoon uh, Ascot or, or one of the fancy places. Right. Uh, and the same with this, they've added in, so you've said they've got a new racing algorithm, so they've added in things like, oh, uh, a bias for a particular track or a bias the, for particular distances, the breeding, you've just talked about bias for particular distances. So they're adding more and more of this, the actual horse racing stuff in, uh, which that's where it's going to appeal to horse players and the 12 year old Singaporean kids who are just crunching the numbers. There's, good, just, there's, a, there's a happy place somewhere along the Crushing my line. ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we've got to try and find where that is. What I was going to ask, Scott, I don't know if this question is out of turn, but the, the element of look. So every race, they, they say it's a, it's a provably fair racing system. That's kind of the, the first line when you read anything about Zedrun. Zedrun is a provably fair racing. So what's the, the look element? Is it every race? So, this horse A will beat horse B nine times out of ten. How? What's the look element that's going to make horse B beat horse A on the tenth running? Is it? Is it the ten percent? Is it the twenty percent? Are they rolling a it, dice? It's just a roll the, of the dice. Do you, know, do you know what this is? And how the code like kind of balances it off. Think of it like a piston on an engine, like going up and down one way or another, depending on how the roll goes, and then that's how it kind of plays out. We will get back to that after. A word from our sponsors. We are brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So, okay, what is this stuff? Uh, it's high 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, helping you start your day right. Put a little shot in your water or whatever you like to drink and get your day going. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Let's face it. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovering, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Okay, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to visit athleticgreens.com slash SGPN. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGPN to take over ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
you know, did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. With without added security, you might as well give away all your private private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and all the other prying eyes out there. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to truly stay private and secure on the internet. And when you're protecting your stable, this is absolutely important. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browser history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. You, you know, your physical location will be hidden. It's, it's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even your fire stick when you're streaming your TV. Whether you're at home or in public, don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering the incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing the world, everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the related brand 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promo code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Okay, now with the provable winner stuff, the way I understand it is it's more like having a game that's provable winner is is so, and that kind of leads into what I wanted to close the show out with, which is perfect. But uh, it's basically like... uh, they need to be able to prove to, like having legalized gambling in states like Nevada here that that the game can't be manipulated from the outside. Like there's a provable winner. Like whoever won that won that legitimately. So it doesn't necessarily mean one will win so many times out of so many times. You know, the one could technically beat it 100 times out of 100 times if it's that much better. You know, right. it's just, but it's just like it's proven that that horse isn't juicing or someone didn't play with the code. Like it's create a steroid code to give their horse an edge that day. <laughs> well, what I, what seems cool to me is you've mentioned that they're, they're kind of coming up with all these different new elements. Like, like Mal was talking about, like they're adding in like a bias or every and everything and the approval winner thing, like that's, that's good and all, but I, I like that there, that there's more of a chaos factor that's being added in because real horse racing is chaotic, you know? So yeah. like having those little, those little touches, like it's just, it sounds like it's just improving the game. Over, now, you know, like each horse basically run. has, it's going to have its own base ability score in their code. Right. right? And so then they're going to have their base ability quarter, but they also have a variance score. So the idea is you want to find the horses that have the really high base ability and then have a high variance. Cause if that variance kicks on the right way, you're basically guaranteed to win. And then when it kicks off the other way, you're guaranteed to finish dead last, which is great because it keeps you down in class. So you kind of want that U shape. That's kind of what everybody's shooting for is like you want that class that you know can win in class three and stay there. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so like. Yeah, that was that was kind of my where where my question came from was kind of what percentage is it? sort of is it going to be 95 percent ability with a with a five percent of the variance or do we not know that is that something that we that we work out as the game goes on uh, or might even be different for different horses well and like from what i understand too is like let's say uh it's like it says it has like a 40 percent like let's just say in like terms of odds like a horse had a 40 percent chance of winning that could just mean it's finishing in second so many times 
where it never actually wins, but it's good enough to finish the podium each time. Like, because they replaced, like, I talk about the changes, they replaced the odds now with a flame system. So each horse, like, and they're, they're replacing that with something new. That's kind of a temporary thing now. But I think the odds was tipping people off too much where if a horse drew odds, high odds in its first race, they just never raced it again. And it's like, what's the point of having all this kind of, like, clutter in the ecosystem of the game if we're not going to be using all these horses? But, like, um, so, like, but, yeah, so if there's a high-variance score, it leads me to believe, and this has been a controversial opinion in the game, that there's also a breeding score for each horse. Okay. So you could have a horse with shit base ability. and shit. In breeding going backwards or breeding for it to pass on? or Bre Breeding to go, go forward. Okay. So it's like the way the, way the breeding kind of is, like, real quick, and we're going to do a whole episode about this, but, like, there's six different, like, types of horses. There's the Genesis, and there's only going to be 38,000 of those. They all haven't officially dropped. I think only 28,000 of them have so far. But those don't have any parents. Those are the like the book of Genesis of these horses. They, they are the originals. Now, when two Genesis breed together, they create a legendary. When two legendaries breed together, they create an exclusive. When two exclusives breed together, they create an elite. Two elites create a cross. Two cross create a pacer. And so the further you get away from the Genesis line, the more, the less likely the direct traits are going to be passed down. Okay. So I, it's, it, the more muddled, the more traits it has coming from different places, the more muddled the, I guess the, the, the DNA. The DNA code gets. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, it's not it, the further, they're further down the line. But one thing that's cool is, and it looks like more and more people are going to be doing this is like, people are going to be like creating their own pacer only tournaments. So it's like, because normally it'd be like, well, what's the point of even breeding one of these if I have no idea? But it's like, well, we all got together and bred Pacers to try and run them specifically against each other in these private tournaments. That becomes a lot of fun, you know? Okay. And like, so every every horse will have a use no matter where it falls because you have these different classes yes. and everything and different types. Okay. And like I said, like the Z1 is the lowest number it could be. And then when two horses breed together, their their, their numbers get added and that's the new number. So two Z1s make a Z2, two Z2s make a Z4, so on and so on. But the highest it can go is at Z268. So some people are already talking about doing 268 event only. So it's like you, you try and go out of your way. Like, how quickly can I get there with decent DNA? But I got to add some. Uh, it, uh, there's all kinds of different ways we can play this. Because like you can start doing it like, all right. I mean, they could even make a class system where it's this class is for Z twenties and up. This is for Z twenties to like Z forties and then like forties to 70, you know, like, like there's so many different ways we can. And the more I'm going to try and figure it out, but like I ideally I'd like us here at the show to do our own tournament. Okay. You know, and like we, we, we put idea. something together like that for people with like Z thirties or something like that. Like something I mean, that's effectively a hand, a handicapping system where uh, over in this country, every horse has got a rating. Rating is 75. Your horse might be rated 82. Chasers might be 85. So there'll be a handicap, which is for horses rated 0 to 90, uh, which are okay, the middle tier of horses. And your horse will carry 10 stone. Mine will carry 8 stone too, uh, etc. But we've all got the same chance. It's a level playing field. So again, it can be 
bang average animal, but it's a, on this day, it's a level playing field because we're in the right category and we're at level weight. So if it, that would be something that maybe could get added into the game, because obviously with a, a horse, you can manipulate its handicap. You can run it down the field well, yeah, no, to they, get a lower weight for, 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 for different occasions. So they do kind of have that right now. Like each race, you get so many points, each depending on where you finish or oh, okay. if you're at the very end and like, and like they just revamped it so it's a little bit different than it was before but yeah like you, if you're at like 1600 points you're in class two or above you know and like class, class like i have a horse that's on the that keeps straddling class one and class two and he can do all right in class two but then it goes up to class one and just gets slaughtered and i'm trying to figure out how to class him down to like class three and keep him there where i know he can win consistently and make money you know like right but it's, it's like it's it, it can get that i think that's the real skill of the game is knowing where your horses lose because like all these horses do have these built-in preferences they all have these built-in uh like distance preference and they're gonna start adding like track conditions so there'll be a condition preference uh they keep gate tracks stats everywhere so i assume there's gonna be a gate preference one of these days you know like that that's gotta that's gotta matter so to some degree like they wouldn't be keeping track of this as a stat that you can follow but That's, I'm as someone who's such like a bias player with with regular horse racing, like I can't wait. I love I love messing with bias. So that sounds you're just I'm I'm titillated. Well, you know, That's, that's one say. thing I kind of don't like about the horse the racing system right now is you have to pick a gate you enter when you're entering the race. And I would prefer. I saw that the other day. Yeah, I it, I think I accidentally found the entry page, even yeah. though I had I didn't have an animal to enter. Um, and it said, yeah, if you want to enter this race, pick your gate and. That's not how it worked. Yeah, that should be random because also it's a pain in the ass when like in these tournaments when a bunch of people are scrambling to get into them at the same time. So you keep picking a gate spot. And, like it'll say like all right. all these gates are open and you keep picking them and then they're already filled right before. And next thing you know, you're shut out because you didn't know which exact number to pick. It's like the first 12 trying to get in should just be able to click in, randomly assign it, and we go from there. I, and right. I think that that's probably... Does, does, that, does that matter? Is that part of the algorithm as well? Is that part of the, so, the I race algorithm? Honestly, I can't prove that it's not because like, I think I think the distance preference matters a lot more than gate preference if it does. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I think that's, that's really a big thing. At the same time with this, like some of these races especially in the tournament races, you could be going against monsters that you look like on paper. You're like, I have no chance against them and you're smoking them, but you shouldn't get your hopes up high because they're just do doing the, their distance. They suck at so they can class, like, you know, like, like they're, they're tanking. Yeah. 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 They're in their tanking. So like, I think that's one thing that we should like, as like the three of us need to like kind of look into is try and figure out how to tank and how to figure, more importantly, how to figure out someone who's tanking. Because if we look into a race and there's like a bunch of Z5s, let's say, and we have a Z13 and we're kind of nervous of putting it in there, but we know it's like, no, all these Z5s are tanking. This on paper, it's going to scare a lot of people off, but we have an edge here. Right, right. Okay. I like it. I like it. You know, so like, I think that's one cool thing I wanted to have, like, how, like, a big reason why I wanted you guys both on here is like, like, I, we need to be asking questions almost more than like, I don't have all the answers easily, but like, I think we're all smart enough when we know like real life, we have enough real life experience with just math in general and coding and this and that, and just horses and odds. And you know, like, I, I think we can kind of put piece together some of what's going on here and kind of, and, and hone, hone our own little system down. Um, 
but yeah, like, like, so it's like you have these discovery class races and that's where you get your initial score, Malcolm. And so like, what's cool is like, first you have your Griffin race. That's the very first race. And then from there you get in your like discovery races. So there's like 10 of those or whatever. And those are all free to enter and they all have a prize pool in them. So like when I did my, when they introduced that thing, I had to take the four horses I had at the time and run these 10 discovery races with them. Well, I won enough off those to buy my fifth horse. Okay. So, like that—that's one of that's one thing I will say about buying an unraced horses because unraced horses go for a little bit more because it's kind of like a lotto ticket. It could be amazing, and so it's like a horse that's ran a hundred races. We can kind of look at it and go, oh, "Okay, you know, like I know what I'm buying here." Or and like may and like the, what the really sharp guys do is find a horse that's ra- raced like five six times that people are giving up on right away, but see something that they're not, no one else is seeing. Like they raced it at the wrong distance or they raced it at the, okay. Okay. Or they're racing against the too tough a competition. Right. You know, as as a, and I like the, the element of it. It's like uh, going to Keeneland and buying a a yearling for a million dollars and it never making the gate, like that whole crapshoot of, of like, you could, you could have this unraced horse that could do something or it could be nothing. It could be absolute garbage. Yeah. So, um, but you know, it's not garbage and uh, it's a nice little tie in here is uh you know we got our sponsor stable duel and you know we're we like we're sitting here talking about horse races i know malcolm's a big stable duel guy uh stable duel is a daily fantasy app for horse racing which hey guys it's 365 days a year and especially zed now think about the world is like the tracks close around the world like there's not it's hard to find a track running 24 hours a day but zed's got tracks running 24 hours a day and stable duel takes advantage of the real tracks that are running 24 hours a day. Uh, it's a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others and move against the leaderboard. Those are like DraftKings, you know, for horse racing. I, I mean, I'm not going to you know completely you know, beat a dead horse here, no pun intended. <laughs> Win as much as $40,000 with one entry. If you don't know anything about real horse racing, don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. Download at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. All right. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The NBA playoffs are set, and PropSwap is here, where bettors find the best odds and turn the hardwood into hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and sell your bets whatever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling championship futures all playoffs long. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever lifting the trophy. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like uh, filtering listed tickets based on the best value, uh, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and read out tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into bonus extra cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. 
Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. You know where America buys and sells racehorses? OpenSea.io. That's the NFT marketplace that basically, um, but it looks like, I want to kind of give some of these sites a shout out because like, I think Haku.com, you can now directly buy the horses from there. And Haku.com, KnowYourHorses.com, and uh, ZRanks.com have been incredible assets for me so far. You can really mine data on these things and really like kind of deep dive. And like, I've been going into like races my horses have won in the past and looked at the other fields and kind of, like, like I said, trying to spark, start spotting who's tanking who, who's tanking where, what's going on with all that. Um, but uh, yeah, those are some really cool. And like, and like I was saying earlier, like this is a really cool community and there's so many people making these free third-party sites that, like, dude, a lot of these, like, I think some of these you should pay for. Like, like they're giving you that much free shit and right. like, access. Like, like the, this is, like, amazing. And, like, uh, another good one is M- NJ Informatics. And that one's, like, really high-level analytics. I think you really might like that one, Chase. Um, right. But I do want to talk about the future of Zed Run here because I do think there are a few catalysts that are going to help push, push this game more into the mainstream, if that makes any sense. Like, like these are the next steps that I think are going to blow it up. These are the next things that I think are going to kind of like push everything forward. So one is the Ethereum two rollout, or Ethereum two point right now. Right now, Ethereum it's on a it's on a proof of uh, work chain, where someone basically has to code each transaction to do them. Whereas it's going to switch to a proof of stake model, which will have way less coding and it doesn't require someone doing that which means the gas fees go way down. And when gotcha. the gas fees go way down, I think it makes that price point way more accessible. Even though gas fees have gone down pretty much since the thing get the gas wars of last year or whatever. But it's like, it's like there were guys that were paying like $900 in gas for a hundred dollar horse. <laughs> it's like, wow. You know, and like, I, like on most of mine, I've paid like, I don't know, like probably like 20, 30 bucks each time I wrap the ETH and got yeah, 40 bucks in gas fees. But I've I learned real quick to do it all at once and then have the money to to choose from instead of pay the gas fees each time I make a purchase. Like that gets a little uh <laughs> that was kind of stupid for my first couple. But I learned my lesson. So uh but yeah, that and then the fact that like like so the Ethereum two thing, make a cheaper pr- uh entry point. Cause right now horses you can get like some clunker like Z thirty fives for like twelve, thirteen dollars. And like, so if you this thing, because I looked into this about a year ago when uh, Sean and Ryan first um, tipped me the wink towards it. And I thought I'll get involved. It was in the middle of lockdown as well. Um, it was the pandemic thing. So I thought I'll get involved with this for 50 quid. Uh, I can have some fun and games. And I, I think they'd spend like 800 bucks. I couldn't get involved for anything near three or 400 quid. And I couldn't uh, in the right mind. I, I couldn't commit that much money to it. Since we've started talking maybe a month ago, you're right, you can, you can get involved for four, $15, $20. Uh, so all of a sudden, maybe that that is that because there's more horses now in the game. So yeah, this is uh, the breeding the, reopened. The price of, is everything's come down. Yeah, the breeding reopened. So there's more horses in the ecosystem, more. And like people are giving up on them quicker. Um, also, like when they like introduce yeah. things like stamina, when they got rid of the odds, when they, you know, kind of took away, like when there was no stamina, guys found winning horses and were just running them nonstop over and over and over again all day and just cashing in. Whereas, like, 
now you kind of like, I think you can get 10 really good runs with a horse a day. So you got to be more strategic in how you're doing it. Like you can't, you know? So, I mean, I think that's great that there's more of a strategy element, but at the same time, uh, it drove the price down. But I think that was a good thing because I think the more people that play, the more the higher end horses end up being worth. Because I get it. These guys that have horses that are worth six figures, you don't want your vast asset to depreciate too much. But it's like if there's not people playing at the bottom levels of this game, their shit's worth nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's right. So, like, like you kind of look at it either way there. But I do think also uh, legalized bet betting in, like, different states. Like, I can only imagine, like, if, like, local, like, because in here in Vegas, there's video poker bars, like, everywhere. Every, like, pretty much every corner, every intersection in every neighborhood has, like, a local 24-hour video poker bar that has like, a little restaurant in there and people can gamble. Why not have like one screen set up, especially in the middle of the night when sports aren't on? Like, right. why not have a screen dedicated to this with a little kiosk? People can walk over and place bets on it. And so, like, if if it does get to the point where casual, like I was talking about that Zed, uh, rant, the, the whatever it was, the the guys that are offering Zed Draft, the guys that are offering the bets on it, um, like, dude, that 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 kind of stuff could really bring in because like people that just want to watch it now and get involved instead of actually being stable owners. Now we're opening up this game to a whole new different thing. And like, and now like the marketing thing becomes important because like they do, they just announce like skins and stuff. So it's like, let's just say on our, like we, we build a Zed run gambling podcast specific stable and our horses, we all get skins for like win bet skins for them. And now we're advertising for win bet on the track as well. You know, like yeah, you know. like Formula One cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we can really kind of turn it into that. Um, I have seen some silly ones. I did see one. Like, uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you guys off air because it was it was so silly, but it's kind of a controversial one. And I'd rather not okay. start the first podcast with getting a bunch of hate mail. Like, like the, the next day. <laughs> yeah, let's so, we'll get three or four in before we start with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, like, we like, gotta let people know who we are before anything like that happens. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not an idiot here, you know. Like, I, I've, I've rubbed people the wrong way before. <laughs> also, like, what was, it, what was the prize pool in the Kentucky Derby last year? Something like $2.1 million? Uh, yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, that's about right. It's it's definitely over one million. I think it's about two. I read this recently, and this I have this in my notes, and this really blew my mind that uh, um, that the prize pool for Zed Race in the next five years, because of all the corporate money coming into it, and so many people playing the game and pumping up like 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 an aggregate pool kind of thing, like a like a rollover that. The there could be a Zed race that pays that has a bigger pool than the Kentucky Derby in the next five years. That's my mind is blown. This is I'm thinking sitting here thinking of love of just my life and horse racing. I'm like, this is how the world ends. <laughs> Not with a bang. Not with a bang, but with a digital horse. <laughs> but I mean it makes sense because like what now these horses are getting to be worth six figures and all this stuff. I mean, and more and more money and it become it's a more accessible thing. Like Thoroughbred racing isn't exactly the most accessible thing. Nope. Whereas if thousands of, like or millions of us or like thousands of people own thoroughbreds, millions of people can own Zed horses. And we're in the thousands right now. But it, I mean, because especially when it gets down to like $5 horses, 
how cool would it be for like my niece and nephew like on their like 13th birthdays or whatever i buy them their first horse you know? <laughs> like, there you, go. you know stuff like that where it's like you know now they can play this game online with me or whatever like it's a it opens up a whole new kind of world and yeah uh so i do think there could be a big prize pool but one thing you know here's what i really wanted to get into with you guys before we get out of here is party mode because i think this could be the thing that fucking sets, cranks it up a notch where we can get to like for like for example like this show we could have like our own qr code and when we're doing a pr party mode races we pop it up and all our listeners it would just be people that have our invite to come join these races with us or whatever kind of thing like anyone would be eligible to do it just as long as they kind of scan in with us and like you know want to be a part of the show's races kind of thing and we play nice. against each other for i think again going back to to the pandemic and lockdowns it, sort of the nfc market went through the roof because everyone was online and looking for looking for these new things and uh and what's popped out of that are things like watch along so you might on a you might have a twitch channel or a, or a youtuber who will now do a watch along for a baseball game or a football match and everyone logs in and watches it together uh and the the chat boxes go in and things like that um it'll be exactly the same with my mate in lockdown we, we were playing bingo on a saturday night grown men linking up from all around the country to play Saturday night bingo and have a few beers on a Zoom chat. Um, and I mean, what what's not to love about a Saturday night watching your virtual horses run uh, again with a few Coors lights uh, and your bets down on Winbet? Uh, everyone on everyone on a Zoom sort of a, on a on a party evening like that. Um, absolutely outstanding fun, right up my street. Not only that, like like now post pandemic, like imagine this where it's like you and your friends all meet up at the local bar. Someone just brings their iPad pop it up on a table and now we're all racing <laughs> like logging in on our phones and and popping our horses in there to race on the screen against each other or if like ask the bar hey can you uh turn it on this and like you know let us let us stream something to the tv here kind of thing like there's so many different cool ways of doing that and i, I think this party mode really opens up a lot because i i would like to see them too start getting more like like dfs DraftKings style events on here we're like, like I think yeah. double ups are, and I, I just saw Dan Chan. Shout out to him. I've messaged with him. He's very cool. Um, Dan Chan has been running like his own private double up tournaments, where it's like twelve people enter the race, top six get get double their money, bottom six pay pay the other six. So a good way to, to build Absolutely build bankroll, buy other horses, and yeah, I like it. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like, because it's like, yeah, like, what about mat match races as well. Um, oh man, you throw the gauntlet down to your sworn enemy. Let's have a match race, dude. What if we did like dollars? Let's do it. Match race, like like March Madness tournament. Oh, like where it's like a huge bracket. Uh, a bracket. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. Keep talking, Scott. Talk. <laughs> you know, we like, where we do like like I don't know what would be if we multiply it out like a one thousand twenty four horse bracket, where like like the mo like. <laughs> Then it goes down to five twelve, then two fifty six, then one twenty eight, and sixty four. And when you make you make that final sixty four, you're feeling really good at that point. Like, yeah. Tell you what, to to overcome those odds and win all the way, make it to the finals. I mean, the prize pool, your own sex island, dude. And you know what'd be so cool about that? Like, think of a because there's definitely gonna be Cinderella runs and something that big. Absolutely. 
Oh, yeah. Just, someone's going to go deep. Someone's going to, like, someone who's not supposed mm-hmm. to is going to go very deep in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not talking about an Epstein Island kind of way. Gonna... Oh, no. A completely legit <laughs> completely island, legit. I'd like to say. Yeah, it's just, just a regular island. Everything <laughs> above board on this island. But, yeah, with the D12 breathing now, um, okay, um, and so, like, um, Another thing I think is really cool that they can make that they're starting to talk about introducing is rentals for people that don't really aren't sure about whether they want to buy a horse or get involved being just being able to rent one and use it for a few minutes and then uh, like or I mean for a few races and kind of get a feel for the game. And then it's like for a lot of people, I think an entry point might be better to rent a horse like a spend 50 bucks to rent like a really top-notch horse and see what it's like to race that instead of just affording a shitty horse that they they didn't do their research on and now they have something that can't win and the game's ruined for them right out the gate you know this makes me think i'd be really surprised go on sorry chase crack up well i it makes me think that you know you guys laughed at this but my dream of having an nft horse to rent out for nft children's birthday parties to be written <laughs> like this, this, yeah it's still alive I, dude we're actually way closer to this than you realize dude <laughs> <laughs> i mean i thought this is absolutely tailor-made for syndication as well i know like like secretariat was famously syndicated uh you could get a horse and sell 20 shares in it you could sell a thousand shares to- at 10 bucks absolutely a share. dude uh, Ab- the gen- the 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 uk racing real racing over here is flooded with um i get emails and twitter every day for, about syndicate join the syndicate 30 dollars you can have a share in this horse you can have a 12th share in this and uh, we've got shares in these three horses so yeah syndication i mean we could uh, uh, sgp and syndicated horse get all the djs involved and that's a, in dollar horse uh you could have a you could have a a hundredth of a the thirteen thousand dollar horse. Well, I probably got my maths wrong, but you, you know the kind of thing. I think syndication's ideal. So yeah, no, yeah, like I mean, all this stuff, like, dude, even like they, there's the, I guess the idea of kicked around as like jockeys, of like that being like an extra bonus <laughs> that you can add. Like, I don't know exactly yeah. how that would work though, because it's like be great NFTs. I mean, it would be because like, you have to kind of it would be merging two NFTs to get one result. I'm not quite sure how the coding would like they would have. I don't think it was built for that originally. And I do kind of like the idea of these horses running around with no jockeys, just by them freely roaming around the metaverse track. Uh, it is pretty cool. And that's one thing right before, right before we wrap up here in just a minute, because I, hey, we've, I think we've gotten through this. I'm very excited about that. Uh, but they are like, like the user created skins, like I was mentioning, and uh, user created tracks might be a thing soon. So like we yeah. could design our own track and mint it as like a track NFT and then people could come race on it. Like, so like we could have a track that we like did our own tournaments on, like, okay. like that could be a thing that we do in the future. So. And will it be like, uh, those, uh, you know, computer racing games when you're a kid where you could build your own track and have loop to loops and like a couple of, jumps I think and stuff? so. Yeah. Yes. Cause I want to like customize it for like an SGPN <laughs> track where it's like, we have this like the the god's eye wall that they have in the studio of all the of all the TVs. Like if that was our finish line, where it's like the horses run into God's eye. <laughs> like, I, I can't tell you what my track will look like completely, but there's one word 
and it's undulating. It's going <laughs> to undulate. Well, you need that in America because everything in America is flat and left-handed. In See, this we got country, there's no no two tracks are seen. There's some effect tracks that are effectively roller coasters for horses. Places like Brighton and Epsom in this country are absolutely wild, up, down, left, right, you name it. Like, so, uh, yeah, we need to bring that across the pond. That's right. We got Kentucky Downs. It's yeah, still and left the, turning. And right now, all these red, in it undulates. all these Z races are just straight shots. But they, I think they are going to start yeah. making a curved track with a curve race game. So it's like there are some changes happening, and we'll be here covering it each week. Um, guys, where can they find you on social media? Okay, I'll go. Uh, you can always find me being abrasive on Twitter at of Oaklawn. That's O F Oaklawn. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm around, uh, do show on Wednesdays with America's best racing, uh, called divine and the dog with Megan divine. If you're familiar with TVG, uh, and yeah, I'm around just stick, pop your head out, say, Hey, I'll probably respond. And Malcolm, where can people find you? Yeah. Similar Twitter handle is mal underscore B underscore sport. Um, and the MLB gambling podcast, um, you probably know some of the names moon and a couple of the boys, uh, of this parish. Um, I do bits of the horse racing. I've done some soccer World Cup for them. So, yeah, the, the sports gambling podcast, uh, the app, get Dude. on the app, download the app, and uh, get get the, the MLB gambling podcast, and I will give you some winners, possibly. Thank you for doing the app plug, and you just gave me an amazing idea. We should do, like, a crossover oh, yeah. promo with, like, the World Cup, where, like, we try and get, like, listen, like people from horses from different countries, like, so to speak. And then we try and like, do our own World Cup bracket, but with Zed horses. Like, I, I think there's, there, there could be something fun cross-promotion cross that we do there. Um, uh, you can find me, Scott underscore Bowser. Um, and you can also check out my other show, The Luck, Stops, Luck Stops Here. Uh, I took a hiatus to get this going, but I am coming back with new episodes. It's uh, like a de kind of degenerate lifestyle culture show based on my life here in Las Vegas. Uh, I need to have Malcolm on soon. Chase has been a guest on before. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I have a lot of comedians and stuff on, so uh, it's a good time over there. And make sure, as Malcolm said, you download the Sports Gambling Podcast, app, the SGPN app. Uh, so much stuff on there. And you know what's great on there is the spreadsheets with all the picks because, like, I've noticed I've figured out, like, the different experts on there for different sports that I don't necessarily follow, but I'm going to be watching and don't want to get some action in on. I've It's like... It kind of reminds me of old school video stores where it's like, like, uh, oh, are you a Colby guy? Or are you a Nick guy? Or are you a, right. a Patty guy? Like, <laughs> oh, you know, my, my taste is more in <laughs> line with Nick's, you know, like the other guys, they like that big budget action shit. <laughs> right. right. It's an episode of Seinfeld, I think. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, 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 yeah. That's the side where, where, where she's into the, uh, the guy and it turns out he's like a 13 year old. <laughs> 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 all right well thank you so much for everybody for listening and you can follow the show on twitter at zed podcast and you can also find us on instagram at zed gambling podcast uh i'll figure out a tagline to finish out on one day but i don't have that today so thank you so much everybody if you're in the community feel free to reach out and dm us on twitter or in the sgpn slack channel at any time be happy to answer questions or collaborate or whatever you guys want to do I'm loving the support from the community. It means the world, and we're going to keep it cranking. Bye-bye, everybody.